previously on Live at 605. Hoping this week I don't write on your You your better leg. not. I've, the last two weeks I've accidentally written all over your legs. And, and you scratched me. I didn't scratch you. Well, you caused severe trauma to my left testicle, so I got nothing. John Mallon. And Val Gomez. From downtown Toronto, this is the season six premiere of Live at 605. Whoa, crazy <laughs> six seasons. Uh, I am your podcaster, Val, and to my right, possibly your left, wow. is my finally, I can say, co-host. John. I'm your co-host, or are you my co-host? Or are we just You're my co-host. Co oh, okay. Right? <laughs> So, I think it should be noted that John Mallon is sitting beside me today. Wow. <laughs> big timer. So, after six full seasons and, you know, managing his podcast career, doing all of the artwork myself, buying ad space for you, John has let me have the honor of being on my own cover for his podcast that I create. Listen, there's a whole lot to get into this season and <laughs> trying to figure out who is what on this podcast. We're going to save for probably episode four or five <laughs> because, yes, you are you were the co-host last year. But now we just, after much after my pop smile and yelled at me a bunch of times, being like, why isn't Val on the cover art? <laughs> we finally put you up on there. We didn't do anything. I did Listen, it. as 51% share of the live at 605. 51. Uh, I have at least owned 60. 60? Then I have 40? Yeah. This is my intellectual property, 605. <laughs> Either way, this is just supposed to be us introducing the brand new season and the first uh -huh. episode. Where did we actually record it? We actually recorded in Paris, France. So, can we do a recap? Yeah. So, like, for those of you who are just tuning into this season, last season um, we were basically talking about, like, there was a huge um, story arc was us flying to Europe for our friend Lillian's wedding and Benoit's um, in the south coast of France. So, that has already happened now, but we were actually pretty lucky we were able to record podcasts across, like, major cities across Europe. Mm-hmm, for sure. So the first one, um, which you'll hear later, is in Paris. Yeah. In the Latin Quarter, we were sharing a flat with Miranda. Yeah. From podcast fame. Exactly. And then we recorded in Barcelona, uh, Spain. Mm -hmm. And we talked about uh, some crazy stuff that happened there. And then the last episode we did on location was in Rome, Italy, mm -hmm. where we recapped exactly what happened the last part of our trip. And, uh, yeah, so the first three episodes are all international. Pretty crazy. Do you want to tease them with some of the stuff that we did? Yeah. That they'll hear? So, I guess you guys can hear some, like, this season, what can you expect? No, just, like, what, what story, tease them with some stories over Ooh. the next three episodes. Um, okay, so, obviously, a big Europe two-and-a-half-week trip doesn't come out without some shenanigans and chaos. Uh, there's definitely some luggage being lost stories, some... Fat guys on planes who might be doing something crazy. In the bathroom. It's not the Mile High Club. And then definitely partying till 6 a.m. for weddings. Foxes fucking in the backyard. Missing dogs. Ghost uh, dogs. Ghost dogs. Uh, missed flights. 
amazing hotels, uh, crazy cab drivers. Our friends getting ditched by cab drivers. Friends getting engaged. Not us. No, not us. Definitely not us. <laughs> and uh, long, long flights home. Yeah. And uh, a whole bunch of craziness. So for those of you who don't know, we went from London or from Toronto to London, London to Paris, Paris to Aix-en-Provence, Provence to Barcelona, Barcelona to Rome, and then Rome to home. Yeah, so I think that's a good place to uh, start everything off. So do you think... Wait. What? But not to say that we still have, like, we've been home for a while now because it feels like we haven't done a podcast in so long. Yeah, and we recorded these about a month ago. But at the same time, we've been back in Toronto and already so many other stories have happened. Yeah, what's even happened here to tease people over the next few episodes? It's been like baseball games. Ice Bucket Challenge, you got nominated. Yeah, go to facebook.com slash live605 to see me taking part in the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. We both donated. I had water dumped on my head for a very good cost. Make sure you check out that and donate money. Uh, lots of other stuff. I can't even remember. There's yeah, there's like other parties, other balcony hearings, baseball games. Insane people at Subway. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of um, guest stars coming on this season as well, which will be fun. Some new friends mm-hmm. um, to the 605 studio. For sure. Um, who have definitely partied here, but never had been on the podcast, but have voiced the merit of wanting to be on said podcast. Yeah, so it should be a lot of fun, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm looking forward to the season. So without further ado, should we let John and Val in Paris take over for now? Do we sound more Parisian, I wonder? Possibly. So enjoy (laughs) this first uh, Paris episode where we talk about London, Paris, and get ready for the big wedding. Whoa. uh, uh, Just so to set it up, this first part takes place after the San Furman concert, in which we drank... Some wine and went to a bar, and one of us got locked in a bathroom. <laughs> so I'll let uh, us take it away. Yes. Coming to you live from Paris, France. This is. <laughs> this is the season six premiere of Live at 605, Parlez-vous Francais edition, I think. I don't know if that is anything yeah. in French. We are in Rue de la Clef. Is that right? I don't even know. Uh, Trente Saint Rue de la Clé? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Basically, we're in Paris right now, yeah. and it's day four, I believe, of our Travel. European vacation, and we are sitting in a, uh apartment in France drinking some white wine. Miranda's in another room. <laughs> and it's the three of us, and we are getting ready to go to a concert, and it's our last night here in Paris. What is the name of the artist we're seeing? San Furman. <laughs> Miranda just came back with some lovely pastries, which I wish there was more of the vanilla one left. I know. Yeah. Oh, so good. So we've only been on this trip for like four days already, mm-hmm. but it's been a lot of fun, a lot of chaos, mm-hmm. and everything kind of in between. Yeah, this wine is nice. Is it? So yeah. we're going to do some podcasts and then maybe go to a concert and finish this off later, but For sure. I don't even know where to kind of start with this whole thing. I guess it's like where we left off in season five. We were all kind of leaving at different times to depart for Lillian and Benoit's 2014 wedding, France extravaganza. So Miranda was actually the last one to take off. 
get on the continent. To get on the continent. I'm leaving last two bitches. <laughs> yeah. You should uh, inform your listeners about how you're a crazy fucking person. No! Your itinerary is. <laughs> it's been a little crazy. We've had an uh, intense itinerary such so far. Our itinerary is just the way I like it. Action-packed in no room for error or any time to stop. <laughs> Never a dull moment, Never basically. Never a dull moment. Oh, Have you not seen a lot today and yesterday and the day before? Hold on. Before we get too much into it. Who's the sponsor? We don't have to do bitch pleases anymore. No, that was all season five. That was all season five. Well, first we got to give all the contact info away. So since you're the co-host, you've been a co-host for a whole season. You should know all the information for everybody. Uh, if you want to find me on On the Twitter, streets? No. On Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. You don't want people to find you on Facebook. If you want to find me on Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at Val Gomez with a Z23 and on Vine. Yeah. And then if you want to find John on Twitter and Instagram and Vine, it's Malencamp. And if you want to check out the podcast on Facebook, it's uh, Facebook slash Live at 605. Yeah, t- technically. Right? Facebook.com slash live605 ah, for all else? your Facebook needs. Mm-hmm. And do you know the Podomatic website for the PayPal button? I should. I put it for your birthday present. Podomatic.com slash live at 605. Close. Other way around. Live at 605.podomatic.com to hit the PayPal button and help support the podcast because we're in France and it's expensive. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if I have enough money to get home. So yeah. if you guys can donate and send some money our way so I can get back to Canada. This trip was funded by the listeners, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish. This was funded by my Visa card, which I'm, I'm very scared to look at my statement when we get back in like 14 days or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I don't Who's, know. Is the sponsor, are we just going back to like anything being the sponsor? Yeah. Do you have a sponsor idea? I think this whole trip could be sponsored. Yeah. If you haven't noticed, we have no, we haven't planned anything no. for this podcast at all. It's just basically. Miranda, do you have a bitch please sponsor? Anything pissed you off lately or anything? <laughs> Any pet peeves? Sure, a French man said something pretty rude to me today as what? I walked over a subway grate and my skirt flew up. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, it was like the saddest, <laughs> shittiest Marilyn on a subway grate situation ever, like in a market <laughs> in a sketchy part of France. What did the guy look like though? I don't know. <laughs> what I don't, he was swarthy. <laughs> he looked me in my eyes and said something like. Kind of gross, I'm pretty sure, but because my French is subpar at best. <laughs> Try. It remains a mystery. No, I don't actually, I can't even repeat it. But the vibe I got was not good. Maybe he just wanted to, like... Throw one in you? Yeah. Is that what you're going to say? Well, that's still gross. It is gross, but in, like, not in, like, um, like it's I, I don't think it was critical. I think yeah. it was meant to be appreciative, but it was gross. Oh, okay. So yeah. then we're all, okay. Yeah. A-okay, then. We're a-okay with that. That's a yeah. bitch please moment. Bitch please. You want to sponsor this? Yeah, dog. That, that, that works for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you have one? I have nothing, really. How was your first uh, day here, Miranda? It was lazy. I'm going <laughs> to go with lazy, but it was nice. I, I, I sat in many parks. I went to Shakespeare and Company and found a message that 
My friend left for me in a book. That's yeah. so badass. Can you tell us what the message was, or is it personal? It wasn't personal. She had she has just been here a couple of weeks yeah. ago with her boyfriend. She's oh. like, oh my god. It was pretty much like that. That was pretty much <laughs> what the message said. Wait, do you have There's to more leave words. a message now for somebody well, else? Well, no, because there's no one else to pick it up. <laughs> I, I'm the end of that. I'm the end of that. That transaction Someone, is someone had left a message for her, yeah. and then she left one for me, which was nice. See, if we had more time, you could have left a message for us. Yeah. Yeah. John and I could go there tomorrow morning. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, we left the message kind of on a bridge. We did. We can get to that later on, though. Yeah, uh, yeah that's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to talk about London? Yeah, we can talk about how even like just getting over here. Oh, you know what the bitch please moment could have been? Uh, the fat guy on the airplane. Bitch please, you want to sponsor this? Yeah, dog. I said bitch please. Oh, that was the worst. You had a bitch please moment with your cab driver. You still oh, got a lot of bitch please. Oh yeah, there's a lot. This whole episode's basically like, like bitch please international. Bitch please. <laughs> yeah. International bitch please moment. Exactly. Sponsor. But do you want to tell everyone what what it was like leaving Saturday? How did sat before we left for the flight? How did Saturday? Saturday was weird. I think the one thing that's bizarre with international flights is that you always try and fly later in the evening, and sometimes I don't know if that works. So it's like everybody's like, oh, no, you'll sleep on the plane. Neither of us slept on the plane, right? And then we had all this time in the day to, like, go run around and go do shopping because there was, like, a lot of last-minute shit we have to had to run around for both of us, for Lil, and it's, like, even just, like, getting shit organized within the apartment itself. So, like... It felt like any other day, but then all of a sudden it's like, oh, what do you want to do tonight? Let's go see X-Men or go to London. And it was just like, okay, get to the airport. It was fine. Uh, yeah, I was going to say first, uh, the only problem that I had when I woke up that day was I, oh, yeah. I felt super sick. I had like a really sore throat, mm-hmm. really runny nose. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a fantastic six and a half hour I flight. I like, on our trips now, though. Yeah, but uh, regardless, I was like, whatever, we'll we'll Ready? And we're back because we uh, had to stop the podcast for a couple minutes and actually go to a concert. <laughs> we just got back from seeing San Furman. Yeah, that that was an experience. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, Miranda went to bed. She's in the other room, so we're going to podcast for a little bit. It's late at night. It's about one uh, thirty in the morning here at Paris time. And hey, we should probably keep it quieter. <laughs> we should, but uh, maybe Miranda will yell at us if she wants us <laughs> to keep it down. So I'm trying to remember where we left off. We were only like five minutes into the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I think where we left off was we were basically getting ready to head to the airport. Yeah. And we got to the airport. And did we talk about the girl who was in line behind us on another flight to London? And she was like 45 minutes. She was there like 45 no. minutes for her, her flight. And so like, okay. She makes me, like, put so many holes in my theory of you only have to get to the airport, like, an hour before your flight. So she came, and she was, like, 45 minutes to her flight, and she was so disorganized. She had no idea what the hell was going on. She was meeting her friend. They had, like, two different flights going uh, to London that day. Um, to both going to Gatwick and our flight was on the later one and she's like oh my god what flight are you guys on and we're like mm-hmm. oh we're flying to Gatwick it leaves at 8 she's like oh no my leaves at 645 yeah. or something and then so she was just like super panicked they managed to like um, put her through quicker but it was just hilarious because it's like I think that's John's worst nightmare <laughs> I always get super nervous that we're going to get there really late and they'll close down. And hopefully, you know, we never have a problem getting to an airport and, like, missing a flight because that would be the worst. That would actually be, like, one of the things that 
puts a dent in this trip because I think everyone in season five uh, and right up until today when we left were taking the piss or I guess yes what what day is it? I, it is now Wednesday. In Wednesday. Paris. So everyone was taking the piss out of me on Saturday when we left. They're like, "You guys are making this trip too ambitious. Something's gonna go wrong." And I was like, no, it won't. I've traveled like this before. Oh, I'm sure it will be fine. Yeah. But I was going to say, it's funny when we were in line, there's a guy from London standing behind us. Mm-hmm. And he was like giving us all these tips like, oh, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. But he reminded me of the British Woody Harrelson. Yeah, except Woody Harrelson is better looking. Yeah, that's because this guy had weird teeth and <laughs> everything. But uh, got on the flight. Again, like I was saying, I was feeling super sick. So I was all medicated up. I did some nose candy, which I mean, just nose spray. Advil's this and that. And then we got on the plane, and luckily we booked really good seats. We were aisle 14. And I guess here's a John's life tip. Life tips. Yo, this is my life tips. Take your mind on a little trip. As I make your bitch strip, this is John's life tip. Is this the first season six life tip? Yeah, this is the first episode, and this is only like nine minutes in, so it's got to be the first life tip. Uh, if you can, book your – if you have a super long flight, try and book the emergency exit seats because there's always a little bit more leg room. And especially if you're going on a six-hour flight like we are or a nine-hour flight like we are going back to Toronto, we uh, try to book the, the room with most space, the space with more room. The seats with most space. <laughs> Yeah, so we got We're a little the, tired. <laughs> a little bit. It is like two in the morning or I don't know what time it is and everything. But you were a trooper. You took the middle seat. And I liked our area because they actually gated it off because we're in the middle. There was like the mm-hmm. left side, right side in the middle. We're in the middle. And since we had all this gap between us, the stewardess didn't want people walking in between our seats. So they actually roped it off. <laughs> they put the most like non-threatening rope up. Yeah, and we were also like right next to the bathroom, which was pretty dope. Yeah, but I was also next to the world's fattest person. I don't even know how these people find me. <laughs> it's like they're like, hey, let's put the most obtrusive person sitting right beside Val all the time. And I'm not like anti-girth. You can be like, you can be a larger person, right? I'm not like anorexically thin, but this guy was like peeling into my seat and like that only propelled all the worst case scenarios that kept happening later. So we take off and it takes about 20, 25 minutes mm-hmm. until the seatbelt sign comes off. And so I'm like, okay, I think you went, I went in there just to wash my hands, use the washroom. You went in there to take your contacts out. Yeah, and then like put, five. So basically. Oh, hold on. You went on, you went in there, sorry, took your contacts out, put your glasses on, came back to the seat and you forgot your contacts in Oops. the bathroom. I had to go back and grab them. I was sorry. tired. Okay, so, but I just want to paint a picture. So, this is one of those air transit flights that's a bit bigger. It goes uh, three seats, three seats, three seats. Is that right? And then, so, each aisle has um, two, uh, like, you can walk down two sets of aisles. And then, there's one washroom on either side, right in front of us. Right. So, I was like, John and I went to the one, let's say, bathroom on your right, um, and we went in there, as did, like, three other people in the first half an hour, mm-hmm. right? So five people go in the bathroom. The minute, th- like, rewind, the minute that the light goes on that you can take or, like, goes off that you can take off your safety belts because we've cleared takeoff, the fat dude sitting beside me literally goes into the bathroom and hibernates in there for mm-hmm. what could be 35 minutes. Yeah, easily 35 minutes. And meanwhile, there's, like, a line forming – 
outside of the bathroom, and people can't even use the bathroom on the other side because our ro- our area is gated off. Mm-hmm. And people are just like knocking on the door, it's like, is anyone in there? Is it the door locked? Okay, but you know on? what's so disgusting? You could hear the toilet flushing, so you clearly know he was either doing like taking a fucking dump or. <laughs> And that word disgusts me too. Yeah. And or shitting his asshole. <laughs> Ew. Right? Or uh, doing masses amount of drugs. Yeah, maybe he was like trying to get the, the cocaine out of his butt or something. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> I like it. And in which case, it could be a bit of both because if he's pulling balloons of heroin out of his ass, that means yeah. he's got to shit himself. Yeah, but okay. But it was like straight up questionable. Like, what the hell is this man doing? And like, the worst part is, is that somebody went in immediately after he finally came out of there. And because you're face to face with everyone, because we're all just staring at you, dude. Yeah. Right? You've been in there forever. And so he comes back and he sits down beside me. And then you could feel him like sweating. Right? And so oh, it's yeah. like, ew. And so that was just so disgusting. Um, but then I felt bad for the next dude who went in there. Right, because oh. it was just like that. That's that's got question mark written all over it. Yeah, it smells like Bigfoot probably died and molded yeah, over. Yeah, there is there. no way in hell like any air fresheners could have handled that situation. Definitely not. And uh, we took off. How was the six and a half hour flight for you? Did you find it comfortable? Did you get some sleep? Um, was it I don't, long? It. You know what? I've commuted in worse situations. I said to you. This, I think, when we were in the airport at Pearson, I was like, the longest commuting I've ever taken part of um, was a 19-hour bus ride to Scotland when I was living in Bournemouth. And that was, like, the equivalent of a school bus. Mm. So anything by proxy is just, like, better. And so even, like, my commute to work when I used to live in, like, King West all the way up to North York was, like, two and a half hours, and that felt like ten years so think about two and a half hours on a six-hour flight right like that's crazy yeah that's true the only thing i found was it got really really cold on there yeah and i think they did it because they were trying to sell blankets and scarves and stuff so because it was so cold you ended up buying like a blanket and everything i never do no but it came in handy because it came with a sleeping mask which which i've i've used because pretty much so far everywhere we stayed there's stayed there's been no curtains or anything uh yeah so the flight just the whole time like that big fat guy next to us kept getting up and like going to the bathroom for 20 to 30 minutes and then you fell asleep and then all of a sudden like friggin um he starts like like panting in his seat i'm like oh my god this guy's gonna have a heart attack i definitely don't want anyone to die on this trip it's just too creepy um, but he starts panting, like the stewardesses start giving him water and I'm like, oh my God, right? And he, then he wakes up and like you wake up and he doesn't know how to do anything in his seat. He didn't okay. know how to like pull out his yeah, tray, exactly. look at his TV. He starts using my TV. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, dude, get it together. Yeah. Uh, and then, so the flight starts coming down, we're landing and that's when my like sickness started kicking and my ears just started popping with going crazy and like mm-hmm. they were on fire i couldn't hear my nose is running it was just like the worst landing because when you're up that high you're coming from that far the the landing part's like 45 minutes long yeah. and it's just like i couldn't stand it uh eventually landed and that's when i'm like okay i'm officially sick i can't hear out of my ears my nose is dripping snot i got yeah. a sore throat and i'm like and we have to go meet up with your uncle and your family i'm like yeah. oh i'm just gonna be like awful for me yeah uh, went through security line. Security line was pretty long from what I remember too, but it wasn't anything too it crazy. It wasn't too to anything through. crazy. The one thing I will say is that I feel like 
when people talk about, oh, it's smarter if you're crossing the Atlantic to take a night flight, they lied. We did not really sleep. So effectively, by the time we landed at Gatwick and got in the airport, it felt like we had been up like 24 hours. Well, so when do we leave? Saturday? Saturday afternoon at 5. Well, that's Saturday afternoon at 5. We had gotten up at probably like 10 in the morning. Yeah. Our flight. Yeah, we got to the airport at 5. We left at 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. Landed at 8.30 in the morning, London time. Yeah. And then from there, we were up until about 1 or 2 in the morning. Yep. But, uh, yes, yeah, so, so exactly. So we ended up being up for like over like 30 hours or something like that that day. Yeah, I got like maybe a little bit of sleep on the plane, but nothing. I'd be like, oh, I had a great eight yeah. hours of sleep or something. Yeah. So it was really nice. After we go through security, we get our baggage. Mm-hmm. This fucking bag that was like the bane of my existence for about 24 hours. We'll get yeah. into more of that. Did we talk about the bag? Not yet. Your folks were nice enough to give us their Samsonite suitcase. <laughs> Shout out to Mom and Pops Gomez if they're listening. So we don't have, we've told you like how awesome John and I are to travel. And we usually take one suitcase and it's like a little carry-on size suitcase that is actually kind of like Mary Poppins or Mr. Dressup's tickle trunk. Like the most random amount of shit can fit in there. But it's good enough that John and I can pack both of our clothes for seven days. We can take like um, like swimming stuff or what? Do you want to lie down? Or? Doesn't matter. How are you comfy? Could be easier to use the microphone. Bear with us for a second. We're trying to get comfy late at night here in Paris. Is this better? Sure. I don't know. Does that work for you? As long as you can hold it. Sure. Sure. Why don't you see if you can balance it on something? Uh, here, let's just keep going. This one's not bad. I'll balance it on my stomach. Okay. So, basically, um, what you want to call it? I forget what I was talking about now. We were talking about the suitcase. Oh, yeah. So, we only carry the little guy suitcase. And this time, we're like, okay, we know we have to pack a ton of shit for this wedding. Like shoes dress shoes like more dresses we have to take a garment bag because if our actual suit and bridesmaid dress for the wedding go missing lil's gonna kill us i pray to god nothing goes missing on this trip yeah nothing goes missing so we're like taking all the precautions so we're like you know what just because we have a lot of commuting to do let's just take one big suitcase right and i'm like yo we're not gonna buy one suitcase for this trip so let's just borrow it from my parents so we end up borrowing my parents' like largest Samsonite suitcase. And my dad was so excited about this suitcase. He's yeah. like, look, you can pull it. And it was not like this today's pulling suitcases where it lines up and there's like a big like metal or plastic handle that you hold it vertically. Yeah. This was like one that had an attachable handle like string leash and you pull it on its four little guy wheels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So we had a, we filled that with all of our clothes and toiletries and that kind of stuff. So it was a little bit like bottom heavy or top heavy mm-hmm. that you could. It was side heavy. Side heavy. So, so it any, always tilted because the you weren't pulling the suitcase. You were pulling a leash to pull the suitcase. Exactly. And every like 10 feet, it would always topple over. <laughs> so it's not like we were just going from cab airport to like resort we're traveling for two weeks hitting up what like five countries or four countries four countries like nine cities yeah we're moving like every three days so we kind of need a suitcase that we can pull and it's durable that's easy to get around town and everything Mm -hmm. so anyways first experience is at the uh, london gatwick airport 
we get off the uh, conveyor belt and we just have to walk like 30 feet to uh, the arrivals part. And of course, within the 30 feet, it falls over about 47 times. <laughs> and I, I'm like sick and tired and sleepy. I'm like, God damn, just I was almost just going to pick it up, carry it over my head. <laughs> Because John could lift it. Yeah, no, I was super happy. But we get through, and who do we end up meeting up with? My Uncle Peter and Cousin Hannah. It was nice because we're always like, every time, all six times I went to New York, I was like, oh, I was always just wishing someone would be there to meet me. Yeah. Be like, eh. But I'm like, oh, every time I go somewhere, no one's there to meet me at the yeah. airport. This is so nice. Like, it was so awesome when, like, those doors swing open and you see people that you know. It's especially, so loving. Especially in a country I've never been to that's far away from home. It's like, we're you sure that someone's here that we know. Didn't, like, Uncle Peter say that he asked Hannah, he's like, do you know what John looks like? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, of course I do. <laughs> of course I do, puppy. Why puppy? I said poppy. Oh, why poppy? I don't know. <laughs> right? Hey, papa. Right. So then either way, my Uncle Peter was so lovely. He said that because John had never been to London, we only had two days to spend in London. But my family actually all live in Wickford, which is like a suburb outside of London. He was like, oh, why don't we drive through London to go home? So that way John gets to see some of it because you've never been through it. Mm-hmm. So he actually drove us through and i think my like distance um ratio understanding of london was a little off because i thought it would have been like a 45 minute ride home yeah but it it was like a three hour car adventure and i think we were just like so exhausted even hannah because she said she normally gets up at like 11 a.m but right now is like 8 a.m. Yeah. Right? And so I guess she had been up since like 6.45 or something. Mm -hmm. And so she was just saying like they were just telling us about like life and like what was going on with my grandma and everyone. And we were driving through downtown like Westminster area in London and everything was shut down. Like everything was barricaded off and we actually didn't realize it. My uncle didn't realize it at the time. But it there was um, like a marathon going across like the bridge area in Westminster Pier, so everything was shut down. So we actually couldn't get into like the central London to show you no. anything. But we tried to tell them that we were going the next day, and I would try and show you everything on foot. Yeah, we still got to see a lot of stuff, but mm-hmm. I felt so bad because in the back of the car, your uncle's being so nice driving us around, mm-hmm. and the whole time I'm like, oh, I can't hear, my head's congested, I'm dripping snot, trying not mm-hmm. to like drip on his nice seeds, mm-hmm. like blowing my nails, just so sick, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and then I just got so sleepy, and I was trying not to like pass out because my mm-hmm. eyes were like so heavy, mm-hmm. and then I, I couldn't find it anymore, like passed out for about 45 minutes, I think, of the car ride or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I felt so bad because you and... Hannah both passed out mm. and so then my uncle was like like I wanted to like make his drive into London seem worth it so I mm-hmm. tried to like keep staying awake but I kept like dozing on and off and then when he would say something he'd be like oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah yeah right um and so I was like oh what street do you guys live on again and I you know it's kind of weird it's like I haven't been back to London in about like seven eight years mm-hmm. no no that's a lie no that's not a lie seven or eight years um, I guess we'll never know if you were lying to us, but when the last time you were no, in London? No, it was like seven or eight years, and I went for Easter, I think, and I still remember, like, my uncle still lives in the same house, my grandma still lives in the same house. I've actually never seen my other aunt's house, but you always remember, like, driving is your, down the... Is, what? Is it your aunt Vivian? Because the only time I've ever heard aunt, or 
It's only the only time I heard someone say aunt is yeah. on Fresh Prince with like my aunt Vivian. Oh, oops. <laughs> no, sorry. Aunt. And sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. Sorry. Um, you said you, you, yeah. Either way, I was like, oh, it's so awesome, like driving back down these streets because I fully remember doing them when I was younger. Um, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, so we got to your uncle's house. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice. It was like a really nice little uh, street. And I'm like, oh, their houses have so much character here. So much different than like the concrete jungle we're used to every day. Yeah. This fucking grind that we call life in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. As much as we love you, Toronto. And we get in. I, I, I right away have to run to the bathroom, just blow the shit out of my nose and just <laughs> like splash toilet water on my face to, not, to keep from like not passing out. I didn't actually splash toilet water on my face. I wasn't even listening. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Should have said something dirty. I always know now when you talk about you being sick. It's so gross. But it, this was like the first three days of my life, even today, of my whole life. I don't want it at all. Well, I'm going to mention it a few more times because even today I'm still a little stuffed up. But uh, So we get in there, and it was great. Your uh, Aunt Nikki made mm-hmm. us a lovely traditional British brunch, I guess. Yeah. Full of like uh, eggs and bangers. sausage. Bangers. and mash. No mash. No but mash. Bangers. bangers and baked beans. So it was so good. It was just what the doctor ordered because the shitty airline food was shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what? And then your grandmother and your aunt came over. Yes. And I hadn't seen your grandmother since Cape Cod. I haven't seen any of these guys, seen any these. These guys since Cape Cod. Yeah, it was so nice because uh, like our friend Kenny in Boston, your other cousin, mm-hmm. haven't seen most of them since Cape Cod except for your other aunt and uncle from Boston, Cape Cod. What is that? What? I was, I saw... <laughs> saw them they came up to your parents house once your, oh yeah i forgot yeah okay and uh Auntie Common and on the colonel yeah so mm-hmm. but it was great to see them and your grandmother came over and the one funny thing was like all day we had just been drinking tea like <laughs> at your there's a bit of a theme to this like at your uncle's house i think i had like three teas which was nice because i was sick yeah yeah but it's I'm, a british thing oh of course i love tea like yeah. i don't drink coffee so it was nice but i'm like i'm gonna go pee every 10 seconds because of this <laughs> but it was nice to like catch up with your aunt and mm-hmm. and your grandmother and everyone Mm-hmm. hung out there for a bit and then we kept hearing promises of oh you guys can take a nap before dinner tonight because we're all <laughs> all of us uh, me and the rest of your family are going to go for dinner yeah at this great place called what was it called the hawk the hawk that apparently your folks were trying to get to when they were in london like a month before us mm-hmm. but they never made it because they got lost mm-hmm. so we were kept getting promised like oh you guys can nap you know it's three o'clock now we're doing dinner at 6 30 whatever it is mm-hmm. uh so we go and we we're staying with your grandmother at her place mm-hmm so we get, uh, we go to your grandmother's house and uh, everyone, like your uncle's there for a bit mm-hmm. and then he leaves and then it's just you, me and your grandmother. I get, okay, hold on. I have to paint a picture of what my grandmother's house is, Okay. right? So my grandmother's 84 mm-hmm. right now, but she's like a sassy old broad, <laughs> yeah. right? She's so funny. She's so hip kind of thing. Oh yeah. But her house is basically fitted for a tiny, like, uh, like half able-bodied woman. Right? Yeah. So like she has a chair lift. She has like a chair lift in the tub. Yeah. Right. She has a chair lift up the stairs. She's also a bit of a hoarder. Mm-hmm. Not like a gross hoarder, but no. just like she's old. She keeps things. Of course. <laughs> right? So like John and I are in this house, 
and I'm like, this is hilarious. <laughs> well, even like the staircase was so narrow that I'm trying to take this all of our suitcases up there, <laughs> and we got like her chairlift there. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, wait a second, I should just take this chairlift up. My favorite part, I think I told you, was my grandfather, John, when he was John Sinnon, right? Mm-hmm. When he was living. He was, had this nudie calendar okay. when I was younger. So he was like, he's like t- like 12 years older than my grandmother. Hmm. But um, he was like, had this nudie calendar in the bathroom of my grandma's house. But he was blind. So I was like, what? why did nobody take this calendar down? <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. That's I, it. So I, then when we got there, I was like, yo, is this nudie calendar still up? It's so gross. It's funny. Uh, your grandmother took us and gave us a tour upstairs. She's like, Here's the bathroom. She's like, if you need, when you use a shower, this is the lift. There's the button that makes you sit down. I'm like, oh, I can just stand in this. And then she takes us into the bedroom. She's like, okay, here's where you'll sleep. Da, da, da. She's like, here's all the oils and creams for you if you want to have hanky panky in here. I was like, what? I was like, no. I was like, so sassy. She's so funny. And then we're like, She's like, you guys can take a nap now, but come downstairs. I'll make you guys a tea, and I'll give you some jelly babies. <laughs> so we went downstairs, and then we had a tea and just, like, chatted with Grandma. And then I was like, oh, Grandma, I think we're going to go upstairs and go to sleep for a bit because it's been, like, 30 hours. Yeah. And then right at that moment, my mom called oh, yeah. <laughs> to see if we've landed okay. And Grandma's like, so funny. She's like, who are you talking about? Who's John? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, they're coming today, like, as a joke. And my mom yeah. started panicking <laughs> on the phone. But then she handed us the phone. So oh, like, I'm so tired. I didn't even notice that part. Oh, really? She, yeah, she said that. Yeah, she's That's so funny. funny. And so either way, we slept for about 10 minutes. Yeah, because then your <laughs> uncle came back over. Like, who's ready for dinner? <laughs> okay. Okay. So we went to the Hawk, which was like super quintessential um, English pub. Yeah. It was actually like almost like a chateau converted into a pub. So what I like, and I wish we could do this in Toronto, um, I'm assuming we could do this in Oakville if we ever had a pub. They actually had like dinner tables outside in the garden, mm-hmm. um, which was absolutely beautiful. But we ended up eating inside. There was about like 12 of us. And it was really nice. Hannah's new boyfriend came, who was absolutely lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, he we, went to his first concert ever the night before. Which concert in, was it? In Wimbledon or at Wimbledon. Oates, Wimbledon. It was the Eminem concert. Oh, yeah. And, and so he like, said like Dre and everyone came out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like super cool. So we all like ordered um, different meals, obviously. But I ordered what I I never had before um, in London was a beef and Merlot pot pie. Mm. And I thought it was going to be like tiny, like the size of like a quiche. Mm-hmm. It came. It was a fucking pot pie that could feed like 14 people. Like I could <laughs> legitimately have fed everyone sitting at our table. Yeah, well, I got the fish and chips, and it's like you can get the uh, the fish and chips or the whale of a fish and chips. <laughs> and I saw someone get that whale of fish and chips, and no mm. lie, it was like the size of Baby Benjamin, who's like two feet <laughs> tall. And so I just realized, I'm like, they just do bigger portions of food. And even my my beer, I got a Stella. I'm like, oh, I don't really feel like drinking because I'm sick, but I also want to drink because I'm sick. Yeah. And the Stella was like 10 times bigger than a, a, a draft you would get in uh, Toronto. What? Toronto? Toronto. Which is okay. So here's the paradox between now that you've traveled and been in London and dined in London, everyone in Europe says the portion sizes are bigger in Canada or they say bigger in North America. 
Now, I don't mean, I don't know if they mean the U.S. or in Canada, but to me, all the portion sizes that we had in London were far bigger than anything we'd eat in Toronto. Yeah, that's exactly what I feel like. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything we've had so far, even in Paris so far, Mm -hmm. has been bigger. Bigger, yeah. Right? Like, every sandwich, like my, what is it? Monsieur Croquet. Mm-hmm, that stands that. for uh, fried uh, flamingo, right? No, it's a ham and cheese sandwich. Oh, word. Um, it was delicious, but it was like five sandwiches. That's for true. Right? Yeah, so dinner goes well. Enjoy hanging out with everybody. We end up going, all of us, back to your grandmother's house to watch the, the, the World, Cup. World Cup finals. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. It was fun to watch that with people who actually care about it, you know, yeah. because here in Canada, yeah, people like soccer or football whatever but obviously Canada's not in the World Cup or anything yeah. so you're not as passionate and mm-hmm. it's too bad like London I guess wasn't still in it yeah but England. England yeah sorry uh, but it was fun we watched like the tail end of that and then we all took a big picture outside mm-hmm. in the backyard mm-hmm. and but like it was now almost midnight I feel like mm-hmm. and I'm like yo we've been up since 8 or 10 a.m. the day before <laughs> we've been up since 10 a.m. Saturday it's now like midnight Monday or whatever it is <laughs> yeah. and then so we're like and then your uncle Peter is so funny he's like okay let's all let John and Val rest let's get going guys yeah so then they um, end up leaving then your grandmother's <laughs> like come eat a cookie with me <laughs> I'm like, okay. Not just a cookie. She's like, come have a tea and yeah. like some cookies. And yeah. she opened up like five boxes of cookies. Yeah. And she's like, John, you want tea? I was like, no, I'm okay. I'm like, I've had six or seven. She's like, you've had six or seven? I was like, okay, I'll have another tea. She asked me. So that That's because she loves you. Yeah, it was super funny. And then she's like, do you want a gummy baby? I was like, uh, what I've learned is just to say yes. See, there's one thing you got to learn is British people like their tea. But Gomez people like feeding others. Oh, yeah. No, I had a bunch of gummy babies. I had three different, <laughs> three or four or five different cookies. I think I even had two more teas that night for like a grand total of like yeah. nine teas. The best part is like we just came back from dinner and my grandma was already like, what can I cook for you, John? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, no, I'm okay. Like, we're like so full. So I think... So, Sorry. I, guess I think we finally went to bed around 1, one thirty in the morning. Yeah. And so we were getting picked up by your other aunt in the morning because she's going to – and your uncle, right? Yeah. They were going to drive us to the train station so we could take the train – Into downtown London. Into downtown London to meet up with Matt and Cakes so who we were staying with them. Mm-hmm. And so it's what, like one thirty two in the morning. Yeah. My grandma's like, don't worry, just sleep in. Sleep in. We said we'd probably get up at like quarter to eight. Yeah, so – First of all, I go to sleep, and I'm awoken by what I thought was like thunder and lightning at like four in the morning, yeah. but it was actually a train because we were grandmother back to the train station, Yeah. and then I'm like, okay, go back to sleep, 4.30, I woke up again because the sun was coming up, <laughs> and then I finally go back to sleep again at like 6 a.m., and all of a sudden, I hear like a knock, I was like, what's that, and then a knock at the door, a knock at the door, and your grandmother, who just took the chairlift out, she's like, John Val, I have tea and coffee for you. <laughs> It's like six in the morning. I'm like, oh my god! god. <laughs> she's so excited about life. She like comes in. She's like, here, I made you tea and coffee. And she's like, I'll see you guys downstairs. So I was like, oh my god, we're never sleeping. But I was super impressed. She filled those tea and coffees right to the top of the the brim. The brim, and she was like, had to balance them going up the chairlift. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm shaking, just trying to pass it like a foot over to you. Yeah. Well, nice service though Yo, oh hell yeah that coffee was delicious and then we go downstairs your grandmother made us a fantastic breakfast that morning which is especially for us who don't eat breakfast that often 
Like, although we did just speak about, like, our loss of croissants in season five, I guess. But, yeah, it was delicious. It was a really big breakfast and held us over for a while. Yeah, and then before we get going, she's like, John, do you want some gummy babies for the road? Jelly babies. Oops, jelly babies. I was like, yeah. And she's like, Val, and she takes her cane, and she points to, like, this... Secret cupboard. Secret cupboard. She's like, open that cupboard right now. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Because I open it, and it's like Harry Potter's door under the stairs, like his cupboard, closet, bedroom. And so I go in there, I'm like, holy shit, Grandma, you're like hoarding shit for a nuclear war. It was so much stuff in there. She's like, I can't always make it to the market, so I have food in here. <laughs> so and crazy. It's like the biggest container of jelly babies. So I was I like, sweet. So it was really sweet because yeah. she gave me all these jelly babies. Mm-hmm. And then we had to, again, unpack or pack everything, go down the stairs, mm-hmm. and we say goodbye to your grandmother, get dropped off at the train station. Mm-hmm. And already I want to kill myself because we have to, like, cross a bridge to get to the other side of the platform. And this goddamn suitcase mm-hmm. is tipping over every five seconds. Mm-hmm. And I, like, carry it. And I'm still sick. And then we finally get on the train going into London. Mm-hmm. But we had to go meet up with our friend Matt at work because he was going to let us stay at his place. But we had to get the keys from him. Mm-hmm. And so we take the train somewhere, I don't know. We're at Liverpool Station, so we had to take it to St. James uh, Church. Yeah, and we're looking for his place of business. Mm-hmm. And all I know is this suitcase is not cooperating. It keeps falling over mm-hmm. and falling over, and we can't find this place. Then we finally get there, mm-hmm. meet up with Matt. He gives us his keys, and we're like, thanks. We have to get on all the way back on the subway with all of our stuff. And go all the way to the West End and like, Ealing mm-hmm. to go to their house. And we finally get to like the Ealing subway stop and we're trying to figure out where their house is. It's like maybe a five, ten minute walk from the subway station. The weird thing is though, is that like London has like all different types of uh, pavement. So it's like cobblestones, actual stones, like pebbles, regular cement, um, like straight concrete. But, like, in this area, I think we went over, like, five different surfaces of, like, landscape. Yeah. So, you all know, I can get a little sassy every once in a while. But Mm -hmm. I think this would probably be the top three times I've ever been the most upset in my entire life. Mm -hmm. I was trying to get this damn suitcase to the house because it kept tipping over. got to the point where I started kicking it. Yes, you did. Started punching it. One, two wheels had broken at that point. Two wheels had broken. I'm dragging this thing. It's screeching. Screeching. It's falling over. I'm, like, giving it the people's elbow. Jumping on it, giving it like the Hulk Hogan leg drop. I'm mm-hmm. just so frustrated. I'm like, just keep walking. I'll find out where we're going. Mm-hmm. And we finally get to their house. The suitcase is like broke to shit. Yeah, it's ripped because John was like dragging it. Yeah, because it just kept tipping over. Like, there's nothing I could do. The wheels had broken off. Yeah. And we get inside the house. Which was already like the most traumatizing because it's like day one of our trip. Day one, I'm like, we have another 13 days to go. And yeah. our suitcase is already broken. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how we're going to get like to the south of France like I, yeah, I'm like, I don't know what we're gonna do we still have to go to Paris mm-hmm. drag that thing around mm-hmm. so we decide we make an executive decision it's like well let's just go buy a damn new suitcase yeah. and at the same time I am still like super sick and I'm like my ears are gonna explode so we end up going to like this pharmacy pharmacy and I'm like yo do you got anything for some busted ass ears the lady's like no nah, you should probably go see a doctor because your ears are probably like super infected mm-hmm. She's like, but what I can do is give you ibuprofen. <laughs> right. So I pop some of that shit, and I'm still sick. But we go to the luggage store. 
by like a 200 pound suitcase 200 pounds not pound as in weight like pound as in currency yeah so mm-hmm. we won't you guys can figure out what the uh, canadian co- conversion rate is for mm-hmm. that take that back to the house and we finally have our day set to go see london in about six hours right <laughs> yeah. so where do we go for london trip so we need like obviously i would want to take john to all my old haunts but i have to show him all the commercial stuff so we go to like Buckingham Palace, we go to Westminster Pier, we go to Trafalgar Square, St. James Park, uh, Earl's Court. I took him to Camden Market, which I love there. Um, Where else did we go? We saw Big Ben. Big Ben. We went to Piccadilly Circus. We went to Leicester Square. And so, like, I think the thing is, though, it's just, like, I was really proud of how much ground we covered. However, I am still sad that you are still sick because I don't know if you got to appreciate the areas especially camden as much as i would want you to i definitely loved it there i loved going to all the different places i like big ben a lot i like uh camden er market market so much that was fun i just wish i was feeling better because yeah i didn't thoroughly enjoy i enjoyed it mm-hmm. but at the same time it just be not feeling well really prevented me mm-hmm. from like enjoying it to the max so i definitely want to go back to london mm-hmm. i also felt bad because so many like we checked in right when we were in Camden, mm-hmm. like on Facebook, and I did I made the mistake slash uh, executive decision not to tell any of my university friends that we were in London because we, I knew we wouldn't have time to see anybody, and I wanted to make sure that you got to see stuff that we weren't just like hanging out with my university people. So all of a sudden, like Henry and Paul and my friend Georgie and Andre and everyone started hitting me up on Facebook being like, you're in London and you didn't tell us. And I was like, ah. Like fair enough, we had one day outside of London with your family and then one day in London and then we're leaving the next day. Yeah. And uh, so it's like, yeah, I definitely want to go back maybe in another mm-hmm. year or two and spend like a week in London yeah, proper. Yeah, and, and I would want to show you Bournemouth because I didn't even get to take you down there. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your favorite site to go see in London? Um, I just, I don't, honestly for me, it just like, I love that city and I could move back in a second. Um, I always have fun in Camden, but I think this time around, I really enjoyed going to mm, like Leicester Square mm-hmm. area was fun it's really busy but yeah what about you yeah i liked i like just seeing big ben the most Mm -hmm. so like westminster pier area Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i also just liked walk i just liked walking around it felt like uh cooler older toronto or something so i just liked the vibe the whole vibe Mm -hmm. was my favorite part of how did you think the metro system was metro system was great it's 10 times bigger than Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like we took all kinds of, of subways. Like what do we, we get the day pass? Yeah. The day pass is cheap. And from you showing me the map is really easy to get from one place to another. Totally. Unlike Toronto where there's like three lines basically in streetcars. Yeah. I found it pretty easy to use, even though it was a lot bigger. Like I always found New York's was confusing. Mm-hmm. This one I found easier than New York and just as big. What about Paris so far? Paris has also been super easy like here's a tip if you guys go to paris download the paris metro app because Mm -hmm. it tells you how to get from one station Mm -hmm. to another like because you have to do a lot of transfers Mm -hmm. i'm sure there was one for london we just didn't use it Mm -hmm. but no i've liked them both so far i feel Mm -hmm. like toronto could learn something and their day passes in both london and paris are so dirt cheap yeah it wasn't isn't a day pass in paris like 350 or something i think it was like six bucks or six bucks yeah super cheap 
So we get back in London. We go back to Matt and Kate's place. Meet mm-hmm. up with them. Yeah. Go for dinner. Go for dinner. They took us to another like really great traditional English pub mm-hmm. and hang out with them. Got to catch up and talk because you used to work like Matt and Kate. Kate's from London, mm-hmm. and she moved to Toronto, and yeah. you know knew her through work and everything, yeah. right? So they're really awesome people. So mm-hmm. shout out to them for letting us stay at Thank their you. house. Thank you. They told us a funny story, like, don't worry. You can tell them still stuffed up. Mm-hmm. She's like, don't be alarmed if you hear, like, screaming in the alleyway. It's <laughs> yeah. just foxes fucking in the backyard. <laughs> and then I, you slept through it, but I heard them, and I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's so scary. So scary. So that was a lot of fun hanging out with them. And then we woke up. And another day, another day to travel. Yeah, so it was actually really sweet. They understood about, they had to work the next day, so we went to bed relatively earlier. Well, we were still jet-lagged. Like, we had only had, like, five hours of sleep in, like, 48 hours or something like that, right? So we went to bed, and then we all woke up, and we were trying to figure out, like, what's the easiest way for us to get to Heathrow to catch our next flight to Paris, so um, Charles de Gaulle Airport. And Kate's like, oh, you can either go back and hop the subway or just use mini capster and take a cab to Heathrow. Mm-hmm. And so she was really sweet. She left us the number, her flat address and everything. We call mini capster. And what I think was odd was that they're like, oh, you have to wait like 15 to 20 minutes to get a cab. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but that's ridiculous because I think it only takes 15 or 20 minutes to get to the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, so either way, we're like, yeah, we'll take it. So if our flight is at 10.15. I think so. 10.15, we called a cab at 8, yeah. right? Which means they should theoretically be at our place before 8.30. Yeah. Right? So it's like 8.15, we go wait outside, nothing. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, let's wait 20 minutes. Right? We even gave it 25 minutes. Yeah. 8.25, nothing. Right? 8.30, you call back. I call back. I give them my number, and they're just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Here, uh, let me call the cab driver, and I'll get back to you. They put me on hold. Mm-hmm. Come back. They're like, okay, he's about five minutes away, and he'll be there. I was like, okay, great. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Hang up. Mm-hmm. Five minutes goes by. Ten minutes go by. Fifteen minutes go by. There's still no cab. So I call... And I'm like, hi. I'm like, my boyfriend John just called. We're waiting for this cab. I'm like, you said it would be here in 15 to 20 minutes from 8 a.m. It's already been 45 minutes. And we're in, like, we need to get to the airport um, for a 10 a.m. flight, essentially. And so they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. The cab is on your street. They're just looking for the house. And I was like, okay, fine. So we end up waiting again. And it's like 9 a.m., 9.05, and I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, you were getting frustrated, I was getting frustrated. We then start just walking towards the end of the street because we're like, fuck it, let's just go to the subway um, station and try and either take the subway or call a cab from there. Mm -hmm. And so we get to the end of the street. I think they called you back. Uh, They called me back. They're like, oh, is the cab here? I was like, no, it's not here. Just as we're about to turn the street, we see the cab down the street. So we try, we go back to the house. And he drives away from us, so, so we like, wasted, like, more time. So then we're like, ugh, fuck it, let's just go up to the subway. So we end up going up to the subway, getting a cab, and it was, like, 9.15, and we're like, oh, my God, you need, can you please haul ass to... I think it was later, I think it was, yeah, it was, like, 9.30 or something. Because we needed, yeah. Flight's at 10.30, I'm like, we're going to miss this fucking flight. Oh, yeah, 
either way. So I was just like, oh my God, can you please get us to the airport as soon as possible? And the guy, the driver was like really nice. He just, he got us like there. He was talking to us like the whole way. He told, like he almost apologized on behalf of Mini Cabster. Yeah. Um, he's like, that's so silly that they wouldn't show up. He's like getting an airport um, call is like a good one because it's like the distance is further. Mm. Um, but either way, he got us to the airport with like half an hour to spare. Yeah. Which was amazing. We go through check in and everything. Um, Get to uh, security and we're like. I think it's like boarding in like five minutes or 10 minutes. Like Mm -hmm. basically, yeah, we had like a half hour to get through security Mm -hmm. and get to boarding before they shut the doors on us. So we were in a bit of a rush. Mm -hmm. You go through, I go through. Did we? I got stopped. Wait, did we mention on the way to the airport when I went through security, how I got stopped? We didn't mention that at the start of the podcast. I don't know. I don't think so. Go. At Pearson Airport, I get through and I'm going through security. I guess I had so much technology in my like carry on mm-hmm. I had this microphone I had a GPS I had like four different kinds of headphones I had all these pills well not pills but like <laughs> like Advil and the guy stops me and he like yanks everything out of my suitcase He's like what is all this I'm like that's a microphone what is this headphone what is that GPS mm-hmm. so I was like god damn so I'm like I just prayed that when we got to this London airport yeah. I wasn't gonna get stopped again because it was like 10-15 minutes of this guy hassling me through security mm-hmm. so we go through and luckily my stuff clears I'm like sweet yeah, but your so then suitcase. I go through, and all of a sudden, I get dinged, and I'm like, what? And so this guy's like, excuse me, can we put all your stuff? And I took out my laptop, I took off my watch, um, my sunglasses, everything. So I was like, I don't know what the hell he's going to stop me for. All my other liquid stuff is in Ziploc bags, and so, like, including my um, contact solution and stuff. Like, that was the legit only liquid I had. And so he starts going through it, and I'm like, oh, my God, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden, another guy comes and stands beside him to go through my stuff, and he brings that, like, drug swad thing, like, swiper. Yeah. And he starts going, like, meticulously over every single thing in my makeup case. He's like, what's this? I'm like shimmer right yeah. and then he's like is it liquid i'm like no it's it's like powder right and so either way he starts going over everything i'm like what the hell and then the other guy who came over he's made a joke not even a joke he made a statement and he's like oh it's his first day he's like training yeah i'm like can you not use me as your training sample because yeah. he's going over everything he didn't understand he's like oh is this a laptop i'm like yes it's yeah, a well, laptop a big apple sign on right you think this and is, so yo. i was so angry because that took like 15 minutes yeah. And so then we had to keep running through the airport by the time he was done. I had to put everything back in the makeup case, run with you to the gate just to make sure we got there on time. Luckily, yeah. luckily we, you got there. on. I guess we didn't have to wait around or anything. So that yeah. was kind of nice. Get on the plane, haul ass to Paris, mm-hmm. land in Charles de Gaulle. And then we're like, OK, let's just take a cab to the house to go meet Miranda. And we didn't really know where we knew the house that we're in is in the Spanish district, but we don't, or Latin quarter, but we don't know where. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, let's just take a cab. We don't know how much it's going to be. Yeah, hop in a cab. We don't speak French. I, I've tried to learn the how to say. You've been good so far. I know, but it's just like, I practiced so many times to be like, can you please take us to this address in French? And like literally get into the cab. I say it, the cab driver is looking at me 
like deer in headlights like no idea i was like rue de clef and he's yeah. like no idea and then he's like can you write it down so i wrote it down and he's like oh rue de clef and i was like oh fuck the f is silent yeah <laughs> So we drive in, and uh, how do you think the Paris driving was? Would you want to drive through God, Paris? No. no, it's crazy. No, it's so crazy. People are on motorcycles swerving yeah. in and out of tra- uh, cars. It's way too intense. Yeah, we get onto like the main streets, mm-hmm. and it's just like cobblestone, and mm-hmm. people are going crazy. Get to the apartment. I'm just like fingers crossed. I'm like, I hope this is the right apartment. Yeah. So we get out, and even Miranda texts her. She's like, Okay, I'm here. Mm-hmm. She's like, the apartment's nice, but don't don't worry. She's like, When you get in, the, the staircase is kind of ghetto. No, it's super sketchy. She's like, It's super sketchy, but trust me, the apartment's nice. We're like, yeah. Okay. So we get outside the apartment. I'm like, Fingers crossed, this is it. Cause it's like a little alleyway down like a side street. Yeah. Pay the guy. We get out. Have all our luggage. I'm like, oh, I hope this is it. And then all of a sudden we look up. We see Miranda like, hola. Or like, bonjour. She's like hanging out the window. So we're like, sweet. It's so funny. It was like so quintessentially Parisian. And so we go up the stairs. And now in hindsight, I actually like the staircase. It was basically like a... Super character. Like a swirly staircase. Yeah, but right? like it was uneven. And it was all rickety wood. Yeah, I'm like, I hope I don't drop my suit, our new yeah. ass suitcase down here. But it's nice. We get inside. We mm-hmm. say hello, Miranda. The mm-hmm. whole the apartment's super cool. It's cute. It's cool. It's cute. It's uh, has better water pressure than London had. Yeah. So Miranda just had just flown in from Toronto. So yeah. she was like, did Exhausted. the overnight flight just like we did. So she's like, okay, I'm gonna go take a nap. You guys do what you want because mm-hmm. we were supposed to meet up with uh, a bunch of people that night, right? Yeah. So we end up, we had a couple hours for so like, let's go explore a bit. We go mm-hmm. grab some lunch. Mm-hmm. That's where you got your great little sandwich, yeah. right? So we walked around a bit. And we ended up going to uh, Notre Dame. Yes. I think it was, right? So that was cool. That's where we were looking for uh, Fozzie Cuomo. <laughs> yeah. Or Quasi Quasimodo. Yeah. And uh, went inside there. Mm-hmm. And I liked it a lot. I thought it was really, it was like a big touristy place. But going inside Notre Dame was really cool. I liked the architecture inside. I thought mm-hmm. it looked uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. I was saying to you that I actually did an Easter Mass there. Like, I don't even know how we lucked out when I was going to school um, in Bournemouth. Me and uh, three of my uh, schoolmates went to Paris and we actually went over Easter and we got to um, participate in an Easter Mass, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. So we do that. We walk back to the ho- the apartment room, meet up with Miranda. She gets stops taking her nap, and we're like, okay, we're supposed to go out to dinner that night. Mm-hmm. Meet up with was it Richard Allen? Richard Allen, so Lillian's brothers, um, Mineri and his girlfriend Andrea, and uh, that's it. Right? Yeah. So yeah. we'd be like been emailing these guys like, let's meet up in Paris, but you don't actually know if we're all going to show up or not. Yeah. We put a day and a time and a location. And she's mm-hmm. like, well. Phones aren't necessarily working. That We're just, like, hoping that everyone's going to show up. Mm-hmm. So we walk over. We're the first ones there. And I'll add that I was feeling better the day we woke that day we woke up in London. I'm like, oh, I feel good. But since we had that flight, I felt like shit again. Like, my ears swelled. Mm-hmm. or didn't swell up, but they popped up. And they were infected again. I couldn't hear anything. So I'm like, God damn it. I just wanted to, like, finally have a day where I feel better. Right. But we get there. You, me, Miranda, we're hanging out. And then eventually Maneri and Andrea show up, right? Totally. So we go sit outside. We're like, okay, we don't know if Richard and Alan are going to show up. And then they show up. I think it's so cool. Like, yeah. They all meet up in Paris. It was crazy. It's like, oh, here we are in a different country. And it's like six of our friends yeah. are all just hanging out now. Yeah. So we ended up just buying like so many drinks on the patio. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. We all got different food or whatever. 
Uh, yeah, it was just like really nice. And then like two hours into it, uh, Miranda actually noticed that our dear friend Maneri got engaged. What? Right? So him and Andrea got engaged in Paris, which was amazing. And they told us their beautiful story. And so it was really nice. We ordered a bottle of champagne to celebrate again and just kept drinking. Um, I had a blast. I think I could have. I think you guys all thought I was more shitbag than I was. Yeah. But um, I was just so excited about life that night, like or yesterday night, I guess. Yeah. Um, I could have stayed out till like again, like four a.m. Yeah. Well, didn't we stay out till like two in the morning or something? We stayed out till two. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Just fun hanging out, drinking, mm-hmm. catching up, sitting at like outside on the streets of Paris mm-hmm. and then we walked back late at night and it mm-hmm. felt pretty safe out there like it was like a 20 minute walk back mm-hmm. to our apartment and I'm like oh past the Luxembourg Gardens which is really pretty yeah so we get back and I think again we, we just like ended up watching House of Cards for like 3 in the morning or something like that <laughs> yeah. right and uh, fell asleep Woke up again early because there's no curtains in the damn house, <laughs> in this house that we're staying in right yeah. now. But I slept pretty well. Like, it was a pretty nice sleep. I slept better because we didn't have to wake up to go anywhere. Exactly. So, I think we actually slept until, like, 11 because we all just, like, passed out, Which right? was hilarious, though, because yesterday I said to Miranda, I was like, oh, what time do you want to get up to go somewhere? Because, um... What you call it? We only have one set of keys for the house, and then she's like, "Oh, I was like, oh, like 11. She's like, "Eleven. She's like, "I won't sleep till eleven. I was like, "Okay, I guess like we usually get up at like nine and whatnot." And yeah. she's like, "Okay, let's see you then." Literally, what time did we get up today? Eleven. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so we all split up for the day because uh, Miranda had stuff we wanted to do. We had stuff we wanted to do, and like, okay, let's meet back around like seven. We'll go out for uh, go to the concert, uh-huh. go grab dinner afterwards. We actually took the keys to the house. Yeah, so we head out, and we first that today is the first day we actually used the Paris Metro, uh-huh. and we had the app, and it was pretty simple. Like again, it's like okay, we got one day in Paris. Let's go do everything and anything we can. So our first stop was to the Louvre. Yeah. And by far, so well, so far, by far, what am I saying? Mm-hmm. The Louvre has been my favorite stop out of anything we've done. Yeah. It was really impressive, just like breathtaking and amazing. So we're not talking about like inside, like no, actually outside. on the grounds of like the mall outside the Louvre. Yeah, it was just great. The only thing that sucked was it was it's balls hot outside. It was so hot today. So um, hot. But yeah, we went to like, it's, I guess it's called. The Parc de Carousel, which is like the garden or jardin outside the Louvre. And then there's like the Paris Eye. And in the distance, you can see the Eiffel Tower, which is really nice. Um, But yeah, it it was absolutely stunning. And it's just like I had been to the Louvre before. I'm not going to say it's my favorite museum, but... um, What do you got against Mona Lisa, yo? (laughs) Nothing. It was just like the lineup to get in was so big. So I'm like... This is the first stop. I don't want to, like, if I didn't enjoy it, I know that you couldn't, like, you would rather. Not <laughs> I like cannot could, enjoy things you did not enjoy. No, no, no. I, just, my... I was going to say you couldn't care less, but, like, I think it was just, like, you'd rather see as much stuff outside. <laughs> right? As much stuff outside as possible. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh, you punched me. So, anyway, that's all I've seen. <laughs> Did I break your concentration? Yeah. It is quite late at night tonight, and we've been to a concert. But 
walked towards the Eiffel Tower, watched as much as we could until we ran out of water and mm-hmm. were too hot and sweaty. Oops! We missed the part of the story. What did we miss? We said to Richard and Alan, because they hadn't gone to the <laughs> Eiffel Tower, we're like, oh, we'll meet you and let's go to the Eiffel Tower in the morning. And I texted them and those assholes didn't put <laughs> on their phone. So then he texted me. I was like, let's meet at the Eiffel Tower um, we should be there around noon. Let me know if you're interested. So then he literally doesn't text me back to say if he's interested. But at 1230, text me to say he's at the southeast corner of the Eiffel Tower, which I only saw at 130, right? Because we were at the Louvre. And I was like, oh, fuck, right? Yeah. So either way, we're like, we're not meeting you, clearly. No. So, so. But in hindsight, it was too insane at the Eiffel Tower. We would never be able to find them. No. Well, yeah, we get to the subway. We go towards the Eiffel Tower. And as much as I liked the pet, the Paris metro station mm-hmm. or subway system. Mm-hmm. One thing I did not appreciate was they have no air conditioning down oh, there. It's so hot. So it was like whole, so hot and sweaty and sticky. It's also uh, narrow trains. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we get to the Eiffel Tower and I'm super impressed. I like it a lot. It's cool. Uh, these crazy people ran up to me when you were taking a picture and they're like, do you have a minute to sign a petition for like death French orphans? <laughs> I was like, sure. And anytime someone needs me to sign something, when it's like, I'm like, I don't want to do this. I just signed one of my friend's names. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, where was I that I said my name? Oh, yeah. I tried to get free baseball tickets once, and I said my name was Sean Batiman Batty. <laughs> yeah. And then so I signed like, okay, Dan Craig for this one. <laughs> He's like, I listened to this, so he won't know. <laughs> so then I'm like, I'm not paying attention. Then I finally see, like, I turn around. John's like signing something. Signing my life for And I was like, what the hell are you doing? And you're like, oh, I'm just signing this. And I was like, no, they're asking you to d- donate euros. I'm not giving you shit. So then you stop signing, and they got like irritated with us. <laughs> so I was like, pay attention. I don't know. <laughs> right? so. so we didn't go up. The Eiffel Tower, because I'm not a fan of heights. And I'm like, anything, uh, I can see it from down here. Like, I'm not going to be impressed. Yeah. And then we went from there was we were trying to go to the museum. We went to the Musée d'Orsay. So it's a natural history one. But along the way to the Museum d'Orsay, we got to see the famous bridge where everyone puts the locks. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, the it's the bridge that has locks. <laughs> so I, basically, it's like a love bridge, essentially. I think it's like... Stop! <laughs> I mean, tummy's full. Okay. So then, <laughs> stop. Oh, you punched me. So, yo, why did you say ow before I punched you? It's the anticipation <laughs> that kills me. No! So. No punches or dick flicks, please. No. Don't touch me. <laughs> I'm done. No, we're almost done. <laughs> now, so we baby. got to the love bridge. As you can tell, we are very much in love. Stop. So we get to the love bridge, and the guy's, like, selling locks. And basically, you get a lock, you write your name, and then you put it on the bridge. But I was like, yeah, I'm not paying for a damn lock. Let's just carve our name into this bridge. So then I pulled out a makeshift pen. <laughs> and, and you, like, go to write our name, and it, like, explodes <laughs> on us. I'm like, ah! It's like a bomb. Yeah. And then I assembled, reassembled the pen and kept carving our name, which actually worked out. So it was like really nice. So now we're memorized on that bridge. But then you told me that they're going to break the bridge. Yeah. Uh, someone told me that they're actually going to destroy the bridge. So if you guys are in Paris over the next, I don't know, week or month or whatever long it is, mm-hmm. go check our name. It's like right in the middle. We wrote on top of the uh, handle. Yeah. Closer to the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Uh, Museum d'Orsay side. Yeah, so we went there, then we went to the Museum d'Orsay afterwards, got to see some Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. And I like that museum quite a bit. I'm always, I always, this is why people are stupid, because it's like you go in, 
And there's so many signs that says no cameras, no pictures, all this. And when you see people taking pictures. Oh, it's so stupid. And then they make like the different concierges feel stupid Mm -hmm. for like telling them to like stop taking pictures. Yeah, but it was nice. Walked around the museum. Uh, It was closing time. (laughs) So you had to use the ladies room because you've been drinking water all day. Now, what happened to you in the ladies room? So there's like two exits. No, there's more than two exits of this thing. And I go out what I feel is the same entrance exit that I came in initially. Then all of a sudden, I'm in this other area. And I was like, but people were still sitting there. So I was like, where's Jod? I could not see you. I never moved from where I sat, though. So then I was just like, oh, my God. So then I go back into the bathroom. And I come out another exit. And I see people sitting. And I'm like, my God, where's Jod? Right? So I thought you left. And so then I was like, oh, my God. And then I'm trying to come out this other exit, and I finally see you. But then they close the gate on me. Yeah. I'm like, so, oh. so it was so scary because I was like, oh, we're going to be separated forever. I'm going to be locked in this museum. So then I had to go back into the bathroom again. I was like, what is this fucking labyrinth bathroom? Mm. And so then I finally come out of entrance, and I was so sad because I was like, what is if I got lost? in there. <laughs> It'd be like night at the museum and all the paintings would come alive. No, there was some scary-ass Napoleon shit in there. Yeah, it's like, I, I think I was saying during the day, I'm like, do you remember the movie Witches from like yeah. the 90s where it's like witches are like living inside paintings and they yeah. trap little boys, they turn little boys into like mice? Yeah. So, uh... That is too scary. So we leave there and we haul ass to that uh, area with the what big, happened? that looks like arches or whatever. Huh? The, the roundabout. The roundabout. Remember we went to that place where we couldn't... I don't remember what it's called. The big brick. Oh, the Arc de Triomphe? The Arc de Triomphe. 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 Yeah, Triumph. Triumph. Yeah. So we go there, see that, and it's like, okay, that looked cool. And we're like, we got to meet up. <laughs> so so articulate. So passionate. <laughs> no, I'm just like, no, it was a lot of fun. But at this point, like, we got to haul ass because we got to go meet up with Miranda because she's going back to the apartment. Yeah. We got the key. And then I wanted to take you to Pierre Lachaise. Yeah, which is where Jim Morrison's buried. And Oscar Wilde. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we haul ass to, like, another part of town. Yeah. Like, for people who are like, oh, you can't go see Paris in one day. You can't see London in one day. Fuck all y'all. We saw London and Paris in one day. <laughs> yeah. All you need to have is just some running shoes, yeah. the will to do it, and a good metro pass, and you get your ass around town in one totally. day. Totally. So we went to go see the Père de la Louvre. Is that what it's called? Père Lachaise. <laughs> and uh, we run there, and we try to get inside the cemetery, and what happened? Unfortunately, it's closed. Closing time. <laughs> it already closed yeah. down. So we didn't Note get... to self, cemeteries close. Yeah. I thought cemeteries are always open. You always see people running through them. Well, yeah, they can't be open past 7 because once the sun goes down, that's when the bodies come out. Oh, that was straight up Buffy the Vampire Slayer. For sure. So then it's like 7.30 and Miranda's like, okay, I'll be at the apartment in five minutes. Like, okay, we'll be there in like an hour. (laughs) (laughs) So we take the subway back. We miss a couple subway stops. And Miranda's like, I'm just sitting inside the funky stairwell. Mm -hmm. Run there, meet up with her, go get changed, and we're getting ready to go to the concert. Yay! So now the, that we're back from the concert. Now that we're back. So the concert we went to go see was San Furman. <laughs> Sounds like the dude from the National. Yeah, I'd never heard of them. Miranda's like, no, they're really good. She sent us a couple songs. I actually listened, didn't listen to any of them. I listened to like two songs like a month before that. Nothing that blew me away, but I didn't really even give it a proper listen. Mm-hmm. So we take the Metro down to like, uh, I don't remember what stop we went to, but we basically were ended up in like... Hipster. Hipster boondocks area. Mm-hmm. Walk down uh, to the small, small club. 
get there like 9.30 or something, mm-hmm. and we go inside, and the concert had already started. Yeah. But we walk into what is the smallest, hottest, sweatiest club I've ever been ever to. Ever in my life. So basically, we could we walk, we opened the door, and we walked five feet into the club, and we couldn't even see because we were like basically we're in, in the like hall. the check-in, like the coat check line. Exactly, and then I I push my way through, and I get to one spot. Miranda yeah. pushes her way through. She's I was a little like, bit, yeah. You're like, you can't. I go can't in. do it. I was like, it is far too hot in there. I wouldn't be able to see. Um, this actually felt like the uh, on par with how hot and how like how many people were in there. Like to Ed Sharp when we saw them at the Cool House in Toronto. I was like the shortest person in a pit of like six foot five people. So there's like no oxygen where I was standing. And so I'm like, I can't do it. Hello, hello. Okay, we're back. Sorry, I just had to save because I realized we've been recording for like an hour and a bit and everything. So where did we leave off? In the club. In the club. Uh, So eventually some people kind of leave the room and then you finally get to come in, right? Miranda like dragged me in. And so we finally got like a good view and it's like a tiny, tiny club. Like it's probably like horseshoe small if anyone's been to the horseshoe yeah. in toronto but just so hot and sticky yeah, and sweaty so gross. like we were melting in there yeah. uh but what did you think of the actual concert i thought it was fucking phenomenal right like for not hearing a band before they had like really great stage presence i think the funniest part is the main singer dude who is such a bro mm-hmm. kind of thing he sounded exactly like the dude from The National. And he looked like Vin Diesel with hair. <laughs> yeah. But um, there's like six people, I guess, on stage or seven. Yeah. And so there was like this Asian lead singer alongside the bro singer. And they were so great together. But I think it was really funny because you could tell like she probably had a huge heart on for him. And he was like, oh, I'm not into you. <laughs> yeah, she put his her arm around him and he wouldn't like do anything back. Yeah. But they were really good live. They were amazing. The music was like blew me away. Mm-hmm. So I'm instantly a fan. Like I kind of want to go back mm-hmm. to Toronto just so I can download their album. Yeah, it was really cool though because it's like, I guess there's such different atmospheres for concerts between Paris and Toronto. Like Toronto shows, everyone has themselves up and they're all taking pictures and like doing videos. Here, there was like nobody doing video. I know no or, one took videos or pictures. We stuck a couple because I'm like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to take a picture or video all concert because I'm like, no one's doing this. Mm-hmm. But we snapped a couple pictures and took a video yeah. and yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Fan instantly. But you also said there was one point where the main bro guy said something and nobody responded. Well, that's the thing I found interesting was I'm like, okay, so we're in a concert in Paris. These guys are from the U.S. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to... Obviously, they probably don't speak French as a first language. Are they going to try and say some things in French? Yeah. Every All the banter in between songs was all in English. Yeah. And the funny part was, yeah, the guy's like... The lead singer's like, okay, let's give it up for the opening band so-and-so. And nobody clapped because they didn't know what they said. So it was just like us three clapping. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, so that's kind of funny. So then I thought they were great. They Miranda said we actually... Because we showed up late to the show... Um, but we only missed like probably like three songs, I think. Yeah. Um, but it was unbelievable. It was so great. Just like you said, super stoked to download some of their shit when we get home. Um, but then, yeah, I love it because the only thing they said in French was like, merci beaucoup. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was really good. Is it a solid like I'd give it 10 out of 10. Oh, Even on go. experience, it was amazing. Boom. Well, yeah, you're in Paris in a small club mm-hmm. watching this really cool hipster yeah. band. Like, how can you not like it? So I was just like, yo, let's keep going. Let's go drink or something. 
Yes, yeah, so we ended up finding like a small little like British pub kind of yeah. just down the street from where we were, super tiny. You and me and Miranda go, we sit outside, we get a drink. Miranda's like, okay, I'm just going to go run to the washroom real quick. <laughs> she goes down, you and I are drinking and hanging out. Like five minutes goes by, <laughs> ten minutes go by. I'm like, I, you know, I didn't even notice that she was like gone for I that long. I actually did. I was like, there's one point I was like, yo, is she in the bathroom really long like the fat man on the plate? <laughs> yeah, I know. She like <laughs> doing drugs. Then all of a sudden my phone starts jangling and it's like Miranda's calling I'm like what why is she calling me I was like hello she's like John I'm stuck in the bathroom the door's locked from the outside in I can't get out of the bathroom and it's like scary down here I was like I'll be right there run downstairs unlock the door for her get her out she's like oh my god the door locks from like the outside or something she's like I couldn't get out mm-hmm. and if you guys have seen train spotting the scene where the guy like goes through the toilet that's mm-hmm. what that bathroom looked like <laughs> Like, basically, there's a door for the women's, but if you walk down, there's just a pisser for a guy. So, anyone walk down, you'd see me pissing. So, I was like, oh, my God. I, I kind of think we were in a gay bar. I think so, because then when we went back up, we all had drinks, and I went inside the bar to get another round. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing there, and I asked the bartender for drinks, and then this guy comes up, and he doesn't speak much English. He's like, bonjour, I'm like, bonjour, and he's like, in kind of like broken English, like, where are you from? I was like, Toronto. He's like, oh, Toronto, very good. And he's talking to me. And but I don't know what he's saying, so I'm just kind of like saying yes, this. And he's mm-hmm. like, "You have kids?" I was like, "No." He's like, "Oh, good, no kids then." <laughs> he's just kind of getting like closer and closer. I think he's like, "So what are you doing tonight?" I was like, "Yes, yes." Like I didn't know what he was saying. <laughs> and then I think he's like, "You wanted to leave with me or something?" And I was like, "Uh, no." Yeah. And so I don't know what's going on. Bring the drinks back. I'm telling you guys, I'm like, I think this guy was hitting on me. I don't know. Two minutes later, he comes by. He's like, shakes my hand. I was like, I was like, bonjour, or, or like, oh, wow, nice to meet you. And then. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, look at these ladies here. Oh, I see, I see. And then I'm like, wait a second, it's all dudes here right yeah, now. Yeah, me and Miranda are like legit the only chicks on the patio. It's like when you came with Sean and I to bear night at the <laughs> at the uh, gay bar in Toronto. So They're all we were, looking at you. Maybe we were in the village in Paris. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. But mm-hmm. it was super fun. I enjoyed it there. We had a couple drinks. Mm-hmm. That was Today was kind of finally the first day where I feel like 85% better. That's good. So I... Threw back some drinks. We did that. Mm-hmm. And then we came back on the subway. And that kind of brings us to where we are right now. No, we went to Sketchy uh, oh, yeah. Kebab to go get food. We went to go get some food. And we got like kebab. I was so burger. hungry. I was starving because we didn't eat since like lunch today. No. Did that. Then we came back. Scarfed <laughs> those down. Miranda, was gross. Miranda passed out. Apparently she's passed out. I don't know. Maybe she's listening to us talk about this podcast. <laughs> but what's on tap for us tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow we leave for the train station to go catch the train to Provence. Yeah, so we're meeting everyone at the house. I don't think it should be too hard to get there from the train station. Yeah. We're renting a car. We got GPS, so we should be able to get to the house perfectly fine. Uh-huh. Uh, should be good. I think we're supposed to get there first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it should be pretty easy. Miranda booked our train ticket, so... I think we just have to leave in the morning, which is good. Yeah, I'm excited to see everyone. We got the rehearsal mm-hmm. dinner tomorrow. We yeah. got wedding on Saturday. So yeah. basically, this is where we're going to end things for episode one of our European yeah. Live at 605. Season premiere. Season premiere, season six. The next episode will basically probably be us in Provence and maybe Barcelona. Yeah, and then so maybe, X in Barcelona. Yeah. So we'll record the next bit in Barca, Barca, and then maybe we'll do another podcast from Spain or something. We'll see. That is in Spain. Oops, I mean, it'll like Rome. <laughs> I'm tired and drunk. I need to go to sleep. 
Uh, but sh- we're that- gonna quiz John at the end of this trip to be like, what cities belong in what countries? Oh boy! And if I pass, you have to give me more jelly babies. No, that's my gram. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to say? I'm hungry again. You want to go get some more food? Maybe we'll go through this guy's fridge and see if we can get some good shit. Gross. Let's end this with the band of the week. It's only right that we do season six premiere with Sans Furman since we just saw Sam the- Furman. San Furman. S-A-N space F-E-R-M-I-N. Yeah. I don't know what song it's going to be. I'll figure that out when we're back in Toronto. Yeah. So just go Google or, or iTunes, YouTube, San Furman. Mm-hmm. I'll pick a song. You guys will like it. And uh, let's give it a listen. Amazing. Just real quickly, guys, get in contact, facebook.com slash live605. On Twitter, you are at valgomez23. The same on Vine and Instagram. I'm Malencamp on Vine and Instagram. And then live605.podomatic.com hit the PayPal button and help support this European vacation. International Podcast Edition. This has been a great first episode, season six premiere. I'm looking forward to the rest of the trip. Hopefully nothing goes wrong. Hopefully the suitcase malfunctions the worst of the trip. Yeah. We will let you know. I'm sure there'll be some pickups along the way, but so far it's been a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to more stories. Yeah, more countries. So until episode two of season six, I'm your podcaster, John. Be easy. Peace. What? You should have said bye in French. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Happy and tone. Bien
John Mallon. And Val Gomez.